Today on The Girl Defined Show, we are talking all things porn, masturbation, erotica, and how to find freedom from any sexual sin you might be struggling with. And now this is specifically narrowing in and talking to single women. We recently released a digital download all on how to find freedom from masturbation. And you as single women were our biggest buyers of this product. This product literally exploded and you all were like, thank you. Thank you for talking about sexuality within the context of single women because we're sexual beings. We have questions. We need answers. We have struggles. And it feels like we're on this island alone and Christians aren't talking about it, and so we're just left to fend for ourselves or to turn to Google, and we get that. That is not helpful, and it doesn't bring the hope and freedom that God wants for you as a Christian woman. So today, we're digging in specifically single women. How can you find freedom from your sexual struggles? We are going to go to all those places, talk about everything, nothing is off the table, and we are going to answer your questions and give you really practical steps on how you as a single woman can find freedom exactly where you are. If you've never told anyone, if this is just something that you have have and you're like, I've never talked about this before. I've never told anyone about this struggle. You are in the right place. I'm so glad you're here. Let's jump in. What's up, y'all? It's Bethany here, and this is a conversation I am so pumped because I actually get the opportunity to interview Kristen. We have never really done this before where one of us interviews the other, but Kristen has been super open and honest about her whole journey of when she was young, starting and discovering masturbation and that becoming a struggle for her throughout high school and even how that has impacted her marriage. And this is a topic that not a lot of women are willing to be open about. And Kristen has been extremely vulnerable and honest and open. And so I get to interview her and ask her about her journey about her struggles and really how she found freedom and how she continues to find freedom and victory as now a married woman. She really goes into also why purity isn't just for single women, but how married women have to strive for purity through the power of the Holy Spirit as well. And now this is also very, very extra special because this was actually a session that Kristen, I interviewed Kristen on for the Ultimate Sex Mentorship Course for Single Women. So you may have heard of this, you may not have, but I, Bethany, um, released a course for single women. It's 10 intensive sessions, all on topics of God's design for intimacy, for sexuality, um, overcoming sexual struggles, how to deal with shame and guilt, um, how to find freedom just from your past, how to view sexuality in a beautiful and God-honoring way, what to do if you have been wronged or sinned against, um, and really just how to thrive as a single woman. The reason I created this intensive course is because single women have questions. Single women need answers regarding their sexuality, and they need discipleship. They need to be uh, mentored in the area of sexuality. And so if you are a single woman and you're like, wow, this session is great that you're about to listen to, if you're like, I would love to have sexual mentorship, I would love to have someone come into my life, godly women, and just really share God's incredible design for sexuality and really unpack what it means to be a godly woman as a single woman and a sexual being. So that is something you can actually grab right now. You have to go to my website, though, it's bethanybeal.com, and you're going to get the uh, the Ultimate Sex Mentorship course for single women. So you want to grab that one. And I do have a special discount for code for you. If you use GDM, that'll give you an amazing discount so you can jump in and access this course. It's going to be a work at your own pace. Um, and you can just jump in and begin and start accessing those sessions and really find that sexual mentorship that you need. So you can go to bethanybeal.com. 
com. Grab the Ultimate Sex Mentorship Course for Single Women. Again, use code GDM, Girl Defined Ministries, and that'll get you a great discount. So this session that you're about to jump into is all about finding freedom from porn, erotica, and masturbation. This was session five of 10 sessions. And Kristen, I got to interview her on this one. And I got to interview some other amazing people for the course, Dr. Julie Slattery, um, Carissa King from Dear Young Married Couple, Dr. Joy Skarka of um, Authentic Intimacy, my sister Rebecca Gill on all things hormones and healing and um, your cycle, all of that. So if you want to get all of those sessions, um, again, bethanybeal.com, but you are about to get an amazing treat where I interview Kristen. So let's jump into that session. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to session number five. And this one is extra special because a lot of you have probably seen Kristen and I together on Girl Defined and we do our podcast together and our videos together, but you've probably never seen me interview her. And so this is really exciting because I was thinking like, who could I bring on to talk about this super heavy topic, like single women who are struggling with porn, erotica, masturbation, like it's a big topic. And Kristen has been super open with her own journey. And also we've written a book together on this topic and she has kind of become an expert in this area of helping people find freedom. So Kristen, welcome to the singles course. (laughs) Oh, thanks for having me. I know I was just telling you off camera. It's a little weird being interviewed by you when normally we're the ones interviewing and we're having conversations together. So hopefully I I can can bring it. (laughs) It's going to be amazing though, because these single women who are here, they have been so brave to join this course because a lot of people have been like, why are you doing a course on sexuality and intimacy for single women? And they've shown up and been like, hey, we're sexual beings. Like we have struggles. If 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 like older Christian women or Christian peers aren't going to help us, like what are we supposed to do? Turn to Google? Yeah. Like that's not a great solution. And I know we've felt that in our own ministry, Girl Defined. And that's one of the reasons we wrote Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart. So girls, if you haven't grabbed that book, you know I've recommended it. You need to grab it. Yes. Uh, but let's rewind really quick, Kristen, before we get into kind of like your, you know, mid-teen years, rewind and take us back to growing up. What was what were your thoughts on sexuality? Did you have, what was like your upbringing like with that? I kind of want everyone to set the mm-hmm. stage before they get into more of their story. Yeah. So like you, grew up in a Christian family with parents who loved Jesus. They were first-generation Christians, so they were still learning so much themselves of like how to raise Christian children, discipleship, all of that was brand new. And I remember from a really young age having questions about my sexuality. I don't think I really knew I was having questions about my sexuality. It's just, you know, you're a kid, you're curious. You, you know, you have parts, you see boys and you know, they have different parts and you're like, what does all this mean? How does all this work together? You hear, you know, the the hush-hush word sex every now and then mentioned or you see it on a magazine and you're kind of like, what is that? It's like this big thing, but you don't really know. And so in our family, I would say that our parents were very well-intentioned. They loved us. They they were intentional in many ways to disciple us. But I think for that generation in general, there was just a little bit of one, they were not discipled in God's design for sexuality. It was very much a hush-hush conversation in their growing up life. And so they, for so many of that generation, kind of took that into their own parenting. And it was a little bit of a hush-hush for them toward their children. So I think growing up, I know you feel similarly. It wasn't really an open conversation. It wasn't something talked about regularly. So I felt a little bit like I had a lot of questions and I wasn't really sure where to go for answers. Google didn't really exist yet, I don't think. (laughs) Smartphones, tablets. So it was just kind of like this big mystery. And you know, looking back, I just wish so bad that I had had more answers. Mm. But... 
I didn't. And as I faced some of my struggles, which I know we're going to get into with lust and masturbation, um, I, I didn't understand what was going on. And I just felt a lot of shame and I didn't know how to find answers or how to find freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of our girls on here have shared similar stories. And that's why I'm so excited for them because I was telling them, you know, I wished I would have had a lot of this teaching like before. Before marriage, and I know I did by doing a lot of research into sex purity longings, but having a community, an open community like this, like when you're still single, like the earlier on you can get this kind of teaching and these sorts of conversations, the better. So I've been telling them like, hey, you get to be a part of like changing the way this is talked about amongst Christian women. And I keep telling them like, if God has marriage in your future, working on this stuff and gaining a biblical perspective and Mm -hmm. finding freedom now is going to serve yourself, your future self and your marriage so much because a lot of women just want to shove it under the rug or they don't want to deal with with it. And then sometimes it does come up in the future and they are married. I mean, we've heard stories. Dana Gresh shared a story. She had different sexual experiences when she was younger, but she was so ashamed of them that she literally got married, never told her husband. It wasn't well into marriage that she even opened up about that. And she shares how difficult that was. And so this is an opportunity for you girls just to think like, wow, I am being given an opportunity to open up, to have humility, to really find redemption and freedom in Christ. So that's what this is all about. This isn't about going like, oh, you terrible. How dare you? Like, no, this is an opportunity to find freedom in the gospel. So that's why we're talking yeah. about this. So fast yeah. forward a little bit, Kristen, and share with us like the next part of your story. Mm-hmm. So entering my teen years, those early teen years, actually, this was my struggle was even before that. So just naturally, as a young girl, young woman, yeah. exploring my body, figuring things out and going, oh, wow, this feels really good. So yeah. masturbation became a habitual habit for me. And at the time, I honestly was so naive. I didn't even know it was something sexual. Like I had no yeah. idea what it was. And totally. I just had no context for it. I just thought, wow, this is interesting. This feels really good. I thought maybe I had yeah. discovered something that the world didn't really know about. And so as I got older, I started, you know, reading books, some books on just biblical womanhood, biblical sexuality, and started getting glimpses of like, wait a minute, this is actually a thing and it has a name and I've been struggling and oh, other people struggle. Oh, this is like something people talk about. Like I had no idea. It honestly blew my socks off. And so (laughs) my struggle persisted though. And I was just so ashamed. Um, For me, my struggle with masturbation was very much lust fueled, fantasy driven. Mm -hmm. Um, My heart was just fueled with a lot of impure thoughts, imaginations, you know, things maybe I had seen glimpses of and I would just kind of extrapolate on those in my mind. And so it was definitely not a pure act that I was engaging in. Um, And so for me, there was just a lot of shame in that in Mm -hmm. realizing like, wow, I have lust in my heart and I confess it to God, but then I continue to struggle and I was too ashamed to tell anyone. I didn't even know who to tell. And so I just felt trapped. I felt alone. Um, I felt confused about my sexuality, about these feelings, my sex drive, all of that. So I didn't know what to do. And and it wasn't until a little bit later that I finally found freedom. So I don't know if you want me to go into that yet, but I think for so many... Yeah, for so many women listening, I know you can relate to this struggle of feeling like you're on an island. And the Mm. longer you struggle with something and you don't bring it into the light, like for me, the harder and harder it is to do, right? Because then it's like, oh my goodness, I've been struggling with this for years. How can I tell anyone? What are they going to think of me? How do I even bring this up? It just feels so awkward. It feels so weird. And so I remember the turning point for me happened though when 
I was attending a Christian conference and I remember the speaker was talking specifically about sexual struggles for young people and how, you know, it's just very common. And they were saying, you don't have to be ashamed. You can open up. You can talk about this. Please don't keep this a secret if you're struggling. And they said, you know, if you have parents that love God, that you trust, that you can go to, that would be a great first step is just to say, hey, I'm struggling. Would you pray for me? Would you help me? Would you hold me accountable? Whatever. And so I remember leaving that conference and just thinking like, I could never, like, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to go tell my parents just because it was such a weight. It was just, like I said, so much shame, so much embarrassment. And it took me a while to even get the courage to go and tell them. And I remember praying day after day, just like, oh, like, I know I need to tell them. I know taking steps toward victory is confessing this, bringing it into the light, getting help, getting accountability. But I was just terrified. And so I remember one day I just decided, I was like, Lord, give me the strength because I don't want to do this. Like, I really don't, but I know it's going to help me. And so I did it scared. And I know that's something that we say a lot when we don't want to do something, when we're so fearful, the enemy wants to keep us trapped and trapped in privacy and secrecy. He wants us to feel like we're on an island alone, surrounded by the ocean, that there's no way out. There's no lifeboat. There's no way we could get help. But that's just not true. We have to take sometimes scary steps of confession in order to break the silence, Mm -hmm. break the darkness, and then get on a path toward freedom. And so that was 100% true for me. And I remember going to our parents, you know, you were probably at the house somewhere, I don't know where, (laughs) but I remember going to their bedroom door and just knocking and like, (gasps) like breathing so heavily. And then them, you know, just saying, Hey, can I share something with you? Can I talk to you? And they were like, absolutely come in. And I remember just sitting on their bed and I couldn't even get the words out. I just started crying and they were so compassionate and so loving and just like, you know, tell us what's on your heart. We want to hear. And so I definitely felt like it was a safe place to do that. And I just remember sharing and, you know, they didn't respond in shock. They didn't respond in like anything like that. It was just, they were very like, wow, thank you for telling us. We'll definitely be praying for you. You know, we really appreciate that you brought this up, blah, blah, blah. And it was so freeing for me. And although I didn't immediately have victory, it wasn't like a magical conversation. Now all my struggles, all the lust, it all went away. It didn't, but it did it did help me knowing that I wasn't in that alone. And Mm -hmm. it was my journey that began toward freedom of now fighting this, not just by myself, but knowing other people were praying for me, that other people knew about it, breaking the silence. It did help me. And over the next few years, I would say I did eventually get to a place of total freedom where I wasn't in bondage. It wasn't a habitual struggle for me anymore. Um, God really started giving me victory over my thought life and my heart and what was going on on the inside. I began to see a more fuller, more holistic view of sexuality. I still had a lot to learn, but just seeing Mm -hmm. more of God's design and his bigger plan and purpose for sex and intimacy, that also really helped me to desire to honor him in this area of my life in my singleness. So for me, Mm -hmm. bringing it into the light was one of the hugest steps. Mm -hmm. And I can't encourage anyone participating, listening right now to take that step if you feel like you're so stuck right now. Yeah. So going back into that specific point, because I know it's easy to think like, okay, well, shouldn't I just confess to God? Shouldn't I just work this out with him? Whatever it is. You know, whatever sort of sin it is. Like we have, you know, have had already women ask questions about, okay, fantasy, porn, erotica, masturbation, Mm -hmm. like whatever else. Um, Why do you think that this is something you should confess or talk about with a mentor, a parent, whoever it is Mm -hmm. that you have in your life and not just deal with it like you and God? 
Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, we see one Galatians five talks about bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Like as a body, that is one of the primary ways that God uses uh, to help us, to grow us, to sanctify us. Isn't just in isolation, us and him. If that were the case, he wouldn't have given us the Christian body, Christian church, Christian community. We would have all been individual Christians, us and God living our lives, but that's not his good plan for us. He knows that we need Christian community accountability and people coming alongside of us and bearing our burdens like Galatians talks about. Um, <clears throat> I think of 1 John 1, 9, which says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And yes, we confess it to God, but as we invite someone else to bear that burden with us, there is so much strength and support. Like I said, accountability, prayer, yeah. it's like someone coming alongside you and saying, I am going to go to battle with you. You do not have to go into this battle alone. You are not alone. And just having that support, it is such, it makes mm. such a difference. And I know we want to think, I can just handle this between yeah. me and God. It's not going to be a big deal. You know, we don't want to confess it. I didn't want to confess it. I want, I tried handling it between me and God and it didn't work because like I said, sin thrives in that darkness and we need the community. We need believers. And so you don't just run out and confess it to any random person. You want to be really intentional yeah. to make sure one, that if it's not your parents, that it's a trusted woman. I don't think it's a wise idea to go confess such a personal, intimate struggle to a man. I think it's much wiser to go to a godly yeah. woman, a mentor, a woman in your church, even a peer who's a godly, wise peer that you're like, yes, she's walking with the Lord. I can confess this to her. She will walk alongside me. I know I can count on her. So you want to be really thoughtful in who you confess it to. But I think bringing it into the light, confessing to another believer, um, allowing them to bear this burden with you is huge in your journey toward victory. Mm -hmm. And you keep using the word journey, which I really like. And I've heard um, Dr. Joyce Skarka, who was on earlier, she talked about that word as well. And you mentioned in your story how it wasn't like, okay, you confessed it to your parents and you brought it into the light, but it wasn't like this instant fix. Like, oh my goodness, yeah. I'm just like totally free now. So for the woman who's like, okay, I want freedom and I just want this to be gone, whether it's a porn struggle or they're struggling with, um, you know, reading erotica, fantasy, whatever it is, um, what does the journey to freedom actually look like? And why is it important to think of it in terms of more of like a journey and not just like, yeah. okay, this let you, you know, switch on and off? Yeah. Well, we don't get into sin. Oftentimes, just like one second to the yeah. next, we're like head first into this habitual sin. It's normally a process, right? Of like one step, another deeper step, another deeper step, always thinking, I can just stop this whenever I want, but we can't. Yeah. We know that's not really how sin works. And so confessing, bringing it into the light is the first step. But when we are so trapped in a sin, when we're so ingrained, immersed, is something that has been a habitual struggle. I think we need to have realistic expectations that yes, God's power is great. He gives us the freedom in Christ, but we also wrestle with our sin and the flesh is strong and the, the enemy doesn't give up easily. So we need to recognize that the confession is just step one of a journey of walking a consistent path toward victory with the grace, with the power, with the knowledge that through the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he did conquer sin, that we do not have to be slaves to sin, but it's not something we can just one and done and we're forever fixed. Like mm -hmm. that's not why Jesus died. You know, he knows we need him. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit to walk with us in this life to journey with us in the ups and downs of our struggle. And so we have an amazing little PDF over at Girl Defined, a little shout out all about yes. masturbation, masturbation specifically um, called masturbation is something about finding freedom, um, it, you know, with gospel tools to find freedom. It breaks yeah. down the journey I'll put a link um, to that, girl, of how to do that. 
Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if you want me to get into some of those steps, just like, you know, confessing that sin, praying passionately and persistently, not trying to do this on your own. It's not a pull yourself up by the bootstraps and just like conquer this sin once and for all. It has to be done in a with like a posture of humility going before the Lord and saying, I am weak. I can't do this Mm -hmm. on my own. I need your help in this battle. So constantly praying, keeping the word in front of you, memorizing key scriptures that will, that you can call to mind in those moments of temptation, of struggle to not just battle it in your flesh, but to battle it with the word of God, which is powerful against our flesh. We already talked about accountability, bringing it into like getting accountability. I think it's so important to evaluate your life, take inventory. And, and, you know, in this sex saturated, culture we live in where anything goes, it can be so easy to just slip into um, very sexualized content, you know, very erotic content mm-hmm. as single Christian women and not recognize, okay, this book is, it's pretty pornographic or these yeah. images that I'm looking at, these are not honoring to the Lord and really taking inventory and evaluating, am I fueling the lust in my heart without even realizing it? Taking mm-hmm. a step back and saying, how can I fuel my heart with what is true, what is lovely, what are as honorable as Philippians says, um, and, and really filling my mind with what honors the Lord, that's going to fuel a different passion in you than yes. one that's fueled by lust. So just some steps that mm-hmm. we can take on this journey. Again, that PDF takes a deep dive, but yes. some of those steps were hugely helpful in my journey personally. Yes. Uh-huh. And no matter what you're struggling with, the guide on masturbation, it offers you like such good practical biblical steps. So even if you're like, but I'm struggling with erotica or I'm struggling with porn, the guide on masturbation kind of helps with all of that just because the biblical principles and the mm-hmm. steps to freedom are very similar. So I'll link that and I'll send it out through email as well. So y'all can get that because I think that would be huge. And it's really affordable. It's like $5.99 or something. So it's something you can get and start working through today. I remember when I was, I don't know, in high school and I, my basketball team and I, we had started doing like a book exchange and everyone loved fiction. And so we were exchanging all these books. And I realized after a while, like, wow, the books that I began to start reading and enjoying became very much like they were kind of like Christian romance novels and they kind of progressed mm-hmm. from there. And I think they were, you know, some would call it like, I don't know, soft mommy porn or something like kind of, you know, these books that really they, as a single woman, they weren't fueling pure thoughts in my mind. They weren't really pushing me in a good direction. They were just kind of fueling this, a lot of discontentment and a lot of just like, oh, where, you know, imagining what if this were my life? And it just wasn't a healthy place for me. And I remember one time getting a big black garbage bag going in my room and anything and everything that I I felt like wasn't helping me out in that season of life, I just threw it in the back and took it to the dumpster and threw it away. And that's another thing to think of. Like, okay, help yourself out. You know, like if you're having something right. in your home, on your phone, accounts you're following on social media where you're like, this really isn't pushing me yes. in the direction I want to go. Like, do yourself mm-hmm. a favor and just get rid of that. So can you give yeah. us some other, like, okay, the black garbage bag, they can throw stuff away. What are some other just practical things that they can do that maybe you did that would help to just mm-hmm. kind of serve them and, and kind of get some of this stuff out of their life so it just makes it a little bit easier? Yeah. Well, you named all of those things you named are a great one. Going through your social media, I would say is one of the biggest nowadays because back then, you know, we would talk about magazines and like, it's like, do people even read magazines anymore? I don't even know, but we know we're on our phone and statistics show that we are on our phone a lot, especially our generation and younger. We are glued to our phone. We spend hours on social media scrolling mindlessly, getting stuck in all these rabbit holes of content. And so that is one of the biggest places I think today that we are finding ourselves 
trapped without even realizing it because it's just what everyone does. It's just so natural. And so I would encourage you to specifically take inventory of what is happening on your phone, what kind of content you're scrolling through, what kind of content you're looking through. Um, and, and then in tandem with that, I would say the other huge thing that is all the rage today is just binging shows on Netflix, yes. on Apple TV, you know, whatever it is, yes. the binging and just like a Friday night, like I'm going to watch half the series. And there are so many fun things. My husband and I love, you know, shows and enjoying things together, but we have to be careful because what used to be considered scandalous and like X-rated is now seeping into all mainstream content yeah. shows that are considered just mainstream shows that everybody's watching have so many sex scenes, so much raunch, so much yeah. nudity. And it's just like, oh yeah, True. I love that show. That's a great show. Everyone's watching it. Like, wait, we're all just watching like nude people have sex all the yeah. time. Like this used to not be such a normal thing. And it can be easy to just fall into that mindset of like, well, it's, it's you know, a little bit uncomfortable, but it's kind of what everyone watches. So really stepping back and examining like as a Christian woman, are the shows I'm watching, the scenes I'm watching, is this honoring to God? Is this fueling my heart for holiness, for purity, to honor him in the privacy of my home when no one's looking? Like, what am I allowing my eyes to see? I think of that little song from as kids, you know, be careful little eyes, what you see, like it is so true. And so taking inventory of what we're watching, what we're scrolling, I think those two things alone would help all of us have a lot more accountability for what we're seeing. And then being intentional, not just to, you know, put off like Ephesians talks about Ephesians four, put off like, yes, let's put off, but then let's renew our mind and what is true. And then let's take the second half of that passage that talks about putting on, like putting on what is right, good, and true. Mm. So not just ditching like, okay, I'm not going to watch that show anymore. And you know, now what do I do? Like finding a show that's wholesome, that's encouraging, that could be entertaining, but not take you down this rabbit hole of lust and sexual sin. So the put off, put on, I think when it comes to media is one of the hugest things that comes to mind right now. Mm -hmm. And I was looking on our website, girldefined.com, because I just want to make sure y'all know of the resources there. Because I know for me, when I hear about something and I want to start taking like, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling brave. I feel like I'm in the midst of this conversation. I want to take that next step now. It can be helpful to like access resources now. So I know mm-hmm. like with the book, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of Girl's Heart, you're like, that's great, but it might not come in for a few days. I need something now. So on the girl, so if you go to girldefined.com slash shop, and I'll link up below, we have Finding Freedom from Masturbation, a PDF that you can download. And that is one of our best-selling PDFs. So no, you're not alone and needing that. We have another PDF, five strategies to find freedom from sexual sin. That's something you can get right now. Again, I'll link that for you. And then another one that I think would be super helpful, battling sexual temptation. So we have those three PDFs that you can choose from and access right now. And within those, you'll get a battle plan, direction, Mm -hmm. scripture that you can take and say, hey, I can start working on this right away. And I would even encourage you, just like Kristen did, if you're like, okay, maybe it's not your parents. I know we have a lot of women here who are like, I'm like 35, I'm single. Like, I'm probably not going to call mommy and daddy and be like, I've been struggling. You know, it (laughs) might be that you're going to, you're, you're an independent adult. You might be, you know, go to a godly mentor. It might be, um, it could even be a godly peer. You know, at this age, when you're in your twenties and thirties, it doesn't even have to be someone that's older than you. It could be a really godly woman that's younger than you that could really offer some encouragement, accountability, um, prayer. And just like Kristen said, just verbalizing it, getting it out there. Um, and you know what, if you're like, well, I've done that and they just, the person was kind of awkward and weird. Well, that's fine. You know, move on, find a different person. Like, you know, some people, they, you think they were a good choice and and they're just not equipped to handle this. So it's okay. If the first person you tried to share it with wasn't quite what you expected, really seek the Lord and pray and have courage and and try again. Um, And finding that godly woman that can walk alongside you in this journey is absolutely huge. Um, One of the biggest questions that we've been getting, and I know you have heard this too, Kristen, is that these are single women 
sometimes think that, well, if I can just kind of hold out until I get married, Mm -hmm. once I get married, that will be the cure to all of my sexual problems. Like I'll finally be able to have sex and my husband and I'll just, you know, be able to live out all my fantasies there and I will no longer have these struggles. And we have talked about that as such a lie, but can you just unpack for us why that is not the key or the answer to a sexual struggle? Yeah. Well, I'll just share personally and honestly um, there. So I did conquer my struggle of masturbation. I would say like my later teens. And and I did believe the lie that once I got married, you know, like, Lord, please help me get married one day. Like I was just so hopeful to get married and like, don't, you know, I hope the rapture doesn't come before I get yes. married. <laughs> like, random thoughts like that. Like I was just so hopeful for that and thinking that when I get married, all of my sexual dreams will come true, will be perfect, blissful, will have no problems. And, you know, I'll never struggle with any of these like lustful thoughts again wrong. Um, Getting married was a wonderful and beautiful gift. And sex within marriage has been an amazing, wonderful thing. There has been a lot of like journeying even in that with my husband, a lot of ups and downs. But one of the things that really surprised me that I was not expecting was that once I was married, my struggle with not masturbation per se, but with allowing all of those fantasies that Mm -hmm. had fueled masturbation in singleness were starting to come back into my mind like a hundred miles per hour in my Mm -hmm. marriage. And I remember having moments of beautiful intimacy with my husband and then being bombarded by all of these thoughts that I had allowed to train my mind to stimulate my body with in my singleness, they were coming at me. And I'm like trying to battle these tempting thoughts. Like that's, I don't want this in my marriage bed. These thoughts, these fantasies about other people, other situations, that is not bringing holiness into my marriage bed right now. I know this isn't honoring my husband or God. Mm -hmm. And so I remember having to battle with this for years and it wasn't all the time. It would just pop up here and there, but it really was in some ways like a consequence, like a long lasting consequence of the Mm. struggle and realizing like, okay, we can conquer, but there might be long lasting effects that we still have to battle. And marriage doesn't just make all of those struggles go away. And so I'm not sharing that to discourage anyone, but to say that the struggles that we face in singleness, like sin is sin. And it might, you know, we might feel like, okay, I'm not really facing these temptations anymore, but then one day they might pop up again. And for me, that was for sure in marriage. And so I remember having those same feelings of like, I should pro- like I should probably tell Zach, I should probably tell my husband that I'm struggling yeah. with this and ask him to pray for me, to join me in just accountability, knowing that this was going on. But I was, again, terrified. Like, yeah. oh, like how am I going to tell him this? But God gave me the courage. I told him, I just said, hey, this is what's going on. I'm kind of ashamed and embarrassed to even say this, but I'm like having struggles in my mind when we're being intimate sometimes. And he's like, thank you for telling me. He was yeah. so gracious so kind, came alongside me. He prayed for me. And I just asked him, I said, could you just ask me every now and then how it's going? Mm. Like, Hey, how, how are you doing? You know, how's your mind? How are your thoughts? How's your heart? And he said, absolutely. And so, you know, I'm always like, when he asks me, like, and then I also took it a step further as a married woman to share that struggle with my small group ladies, like the Mm. ladies that I Mm. live life with in my church. And I said, Hey, can y'all continue to pray for me in this? Um, you know, it's something that pops up every now and then. And I really want to honor my husband and honor the Lord in my you know, intimacy mm-hmm. with him. And so just, yeah, it doesn't go away. We need to be made humble in singleness and not have this mm-hmm. fantasy that in marriage, we're not going to have any sexual temptation struggles or things that we have to even work through with our husband. Yeah. So the more that we get equipped on this side of marriage, yeah. you know, I just wish I'm like, I wish I had a course like this in my singleness. Yeah, I totally. wish I had a book like Sex, Purity, Longings in my singleness. Mm-hmm. It would have helped me so much 
but I didn't. And God, you know, is faithful through each of our journeys, but I'm just so thankful for all of you women who are engaging in this, watching this, learning and growing, because the more you can be equipped and understand a holistic approach of God's design for sexuality now, then if God has marriage Mm -hmm. for you, you will be so much more equipped on the other side. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this isn't really like a core part of the conversation, but I do want to hit on it because it is such a question for our single women when they're looking out and saying, okay, since this is such a big thing, and I know that Godly single men live in the same world that we do, and they're bombarded by all these, you know, movies and, you know, all the stuff, the internet. And it can just sometimes feel like, okay, how do I approach dating? Because we have a lot of single ladies looking to date um, in such a pornographic world. And like, when do we bring up those conversations? What if a guy, you find out you're dating him and you're like, he is struggling with porn. I mean, this isn't a core part of this conversation, but just Mm -hmm. give us like a little bit of direction, maybe even a resource. Um, just because I know that's going to come up in there as they're watching this. Yes. Oh, like why I'm so mad at pornography. (laughs) I know. Destroying so many lives under the guise of being this like sexual freedom, pleasurable act, but it is just destroying so many people. Um, so it's just so sad, but it is true that women struggle with pornography. Men struggle with pornography. Um, the numbers are still higher for men, but a lot of women struggle as well. But as you think about dating, um, I think it is so important to realize that because it is such a dominant struggle amongst people everywhere and especially high numbers with men to not Mm -hmm. assume going into a relationship that that struggle isn't present. You don't also have to assume that it is, but that's why asking good questions early on in the relationship will reveal what's really going on. Um, And I think it's so wise and so smart to ask really good questions early on. It doesn't mean date one. You have to be like, tell me all your struggles. Do you struggle with porn? Give me your history. Like You can get to know him and even figure out on a basic level, do we click as friends? Like, Do I even want to see this guy again? Um, But I think within a first few dates, it would be really wise to take a deeper dive and turn the conversation away from just fluff and weather and the latest entertainment and take a deeper, deeper dive in initiating some of those questions of, you know, how is your heart? How's your walk with the Lord? Um, Tell me your salvation experience. And then kind of taking an intentional turn to ask questions regarding sexual matters. You know, you could even say like pornography is such a common struggle for people. Is that something you've ever encountered? If so, Mm -hmm. what does that look like? And that might help you discover like if that is still a current struggle. We have an amazing resource again at Girl Define that we just released. Um, It is a question box that is incredible. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think, 170 questions. Is that how many it is now? 170 questions. 170 questions. Mm -hmm. And it is the cutest little box. It's like a physical box that has all these little cards in it. And it's something that, oh, there it is. A little picture. It is a brand new release. Yes. Amazing resource. Um, It is something you could take on those first few dates, you know, even, and just say, Hey, let's like make this more intentional and ask some questions to get to know the heart of the other person. Um, and then with that, those questions, we actually also created two PDF guides. One is all about answering the question, what is biblical womanhood? The other, what is biblical manhood? So if the relationship continues and you get past those first few dates and you realize, okay, this is truly a godly guy who has a heart to seek the Lord, then digging into those guides can help both of you understand God's design for manhood and womanhood in all facets of life and all different areas as you continue to work through the questions. So another amazing resource as you move forward into dating. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I love that. I know. And that's an entire, another conversation. But when, since we're focusing on new girls, we didn't want to totally get into the dating aspect, but that's just a little bit for you. So you have some direction like, okay, where to go? Honestly, y'all. And the reason we're talking about all these resources is because the conversations here can only be so long. And so it's not just Mm -hmm. promoting them for the heck of it. It's like we have intentionally created these resources based off of what you all have asked for. And that's why these like fly off the shelf because it's, we create these based off of the need and they're so valuable and can be so life-changing for you. And we just don't want you, no matter where you are in the world, to feel like you have to walk alone, whether it's in your singleness, whether it's in a future dating relationship, even all the way to marriage. And so we have created so many resources in the Girl Defined Shop to help you and equip you. And we are amping up our digital resources because we know having that instant access in this very instant access world is huge. Um, I just want to wrap it up here and end on a word about the heart and about just like worship Mm -hmm. because we can do all the right actions, but I know it really comes down to the heart and like having a true heart of worship before God. So can you just close us out and give us just a picture of what, like, I don't know what, how true freedom is found in having a genuine heart Mm -hmm. of worship. Yeah. Well, you know, the old saying goes, some saying it's like, you can't, you can't worship God and worship something else at the same time, right? Like you can only fully and truly worship one or the other. And so if our hearts are fueled by lust, you know, driven by sin constantly, that's what we're engaging in. We're not even trying to battle. Then the true worship of our heart is not going to be centered on the Lord. It's not going to be centered on his glory, on being awed by his presence, on him as the creator, him as the designer. We're going to just be stuck in all these ditches, you know, trapped in the mud. And so one of the hugest ways, like I said, not just pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, not just, you know, I'm going to do this. Like, yes, we want to have a battle mentality for sure. But one that is fueled by a desire to have true worship, true worship Mm. of the one true God who made us, who designed us, who loves us, who sent his son to die on the cross for us. Like talk about incredible love while we we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. And through his death and resurrection, he did conquer death. I mean, he did conquer sin and conquer death um, once and for all. And as we place our faith in him and we see him for the the majesty, beauty, and wonder of who he truly is, we see his character, then I think our hearts will be awed by that and we'll be drawn into a relationship with him. We will want to honor him. We will want to desire him. We'll want to pursue him. His word will become sweet to us and less of just like something that we have to do because we are so... Um, I guess, enthralled with who he is. And so that is one of the biggest things that we can do in any of our battles, whether it's pornography, master, uh, masturbation, erotica, any sort of sexual sin is to not just try to fight harder, but to really turn our heart toward our one true God mm-hmm. and to worship him more fully. And the way we cultivate a heart of worship is by engaging in some of these daily practices of spiritual disciplines that mm-hmm. might feel like, okay, is there any magical button or any more bells and whistles? But it really is getting back to those basic things that God has given us, which it's his word and it is prayer, getting mm-hmm. in the word and and not just approaching it to read the Bible, but to say, God, change me through your word. Yes. Show me who you are. Increase my awe of you. Increase my worship of you. Mm-hmm. Having those kind of heart cries as we approach the word and then taking that word that we read and then launching off into prayer and confessing our sins, asking the Lord to give us a desire to know him more, to even worship him. If we don't feel it, ask the Lord to give it to us and don't ever grow weary of that prayer. Um, So those are two things that 
we often view as like basics, but then so many of us don't even ever do them. And I have fallen into that same rut myself where you just get out of the habit and then you're not even doing the very things, the means that God has given us to draw our hearts into a place of worshiping him more fully. So Mm -hmm. I would encourage you start today, start tomorrow morning, pick up the Bible, um, pick a book and just start reading and really asking the Lord to increase your desire to worship him Mm -hmm. more. Awesome. And Kristen, would you be willing to wrap us up in prayer, just praying for our single sisters, because this can feel very scary and very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, I think some of them are like, well, you're, you're, it seems like you're on the other side of this, you know, like y'all are, y'all are teaching this session. Like I'm in the midst of this, you know, I'm still struggling and it just can feel so overwhelming. And so I just think really praying for courage and for peace as they just mm-hmm. prayerfully consider these next steps would be huge. Yeah. I would love to. Oh, Lord, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for this conversation. We praise you that you are not ashamed of our sexuality, that you aren't embarrassed by our um, our sex drive or feelings and longings and desires, Lord, but you created us as sexual beings. This was your good idea. But we know, God, that in singleness, you have a good plan for how sex is to be expressed and embraced, and that is only within that beautiful covenant of marriage, that expression of oneness between a husband and wife, that place of beautiful intimacy where where sex is pure and holy and right when done to honor and glorify you. And so we recognize, God, that in our singleness, that that that's not the place for that particular expression. But we know that you've given us these um, this sex drive. And so I pray for each woman that she would see that her sex drive is so much more than just getting to a place of being with a, a man here on this earth. But Lord, it is a way to remind us that you are our creator, that our very sex drive points to that longing for intimacy. And we know as Christians that ultimately no earthly relationship can satisfy our ultimate longings for intimacy because they can only be found in an intimate relationship with you, that you created us to walk with you, that sex, we can live without sex, but we can't live without intimacy. We've said that so many times at Girl Defined because true intimacy is only found in walking in a deep and abiding, worshipful relationship with you. And in that, as single women, we know that we can find complete satisfaction. And so I pray right now for every woman listening that she would not buy into the lie, that satisfaction is only found when her sexual desires can be fulfilled in a certain way, but she would see the truth and the beauty of her relationship with you, that you you want to know her deeply and intimately. You want to walk with her in a beautiful, intimate relationship, and she can have that right now. She doesn't have to wait, and I pray that you would increase her desire to know you, increase her desire for your word, for prayer, and through that, God, would she find satisfaction in you, and would she see wow, the Lord can truly satisfy my soul. Like the psalmist says so many times that you are Mm. the true source of our satisfaction. And so I pray that you would give that to her. I pray you would give her courage as she fights the battle against sin. Lord, would she not grow weary? Would she not give up? I pray that if she has not taken that first step of bringing her struggle into the light, that you would give her courage and bravery to do that and determination that even if she's scared, she would take steps forward anyways. Would you even bring to mind today a godly woman, whether it's younger or older, who she can confess that sin to and ask for accountability, ask for prayer, that she would lean into the body of Christ and no longer struggle on an island, but bring in community to surround her recognizing she's not the only one. We all have have our struggles. We are all fellow strugglers linking arms and pursuing Christ together. So would she invite a godly woman in to help her in her struggle, Lord? And I pray that you would bring her victory, that she would see the journey ahead of her, that you would give her strength for the journey, Lord, and that you would ultimately bring her beautiful victory. God, we pray for this and ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
my goodness, what an amazing session. I just so appreciate Kristen's openness and honest, honestness, honesty and vulnerability. I mean, that is hard to do. Even if you're past something, even if it's in your past, it's hard to open up and share about a struggle, a sexual struggle, especially because it just feels so personal. Um, I'm just so thankful for her willingness to come on. I know she recommended all sorts of resources. Y'all, if you go to girldefined.com, you can access those right now. Uh, we have created those resources intentionally for you. And I highly recommend the ones, the digital resources on um, finding victory over sexual sin, the masturbation freedom guide. Those are going to be like amazing next steps. And if you're like, I'm ready to go all in, I want to get the intensive. I want to start working through this course. I want to do that right now. Go to bethanybeal.com and use code GDM, which stands for Girl Defined Ministries, and you can grab the two-week intensive where you are going to get all of the sexual mentorship and help that you need from wise women like Kristen, many others, and it's for single women, like the first of its kind. So I encourage you, go to bethanybeal.com, grab that resource, and it's going to absolutely change your life. You do not have to have these questions on your own. You do not have to struggle on your own. There are godly women who want to mentor you, who want to help you, who want to help you find freedom and wholeness and victory and just clarity as a single woman and to really thrive in this season. What an amazing episode. I love you all, and we will see you again next week.